in the new Teapot Monk series, 10 months, 10 episodes, all with the aim of prodding a grubby finger at 21st century practices, discarding some of them, embracing others, pointing and laughing at all the rest. 10 episodes exploring the overlap, the fusion, the Venn diagram, the bilingual perimeters of East and West, the practices we seek as lost souls. In this awakening episode, lightly toasted and hastily presented with a little chilli sauce, I'm going to be exploring the cult of individuality in the practice of the martial arts and wondering if by contextualising such practices within the cultural and social shifts of the last 50 years, we have irretrievably lost our way. So stay with me, as I'm hoping by the end you will have a question or two to throw at me. At your classmates, at your Sifu's dry cleaner, or your well-trained Lao Tzu quoting budgie. You know where to leave comments, SoundCloud, Facebook, Teapot Monk, Twitter, Instagram. Choose your tea. But before we launch into today's episode, I want to tell you about my Patreon page. Yes, like everyone else and their dog, I've created a support page. So, instead of lounging about in your dressing gown and nodding or chortling at the odd podcast, live video or article I release, you can now play an active role in producing it. Many of you know that this is my third podcast series and I'd really like to do something more with it. Develop it in new directions and go further with the aims and ideas that underpin its content. Well, you too can play a part in that process. If you've enjoyed the previous two series, then now it's your time to disrobe, fling the dressing gown of passivity into the compost bin once and for all and step boldly forward with a pledge to support the monk throughout 2018. Go visit patreon.com slash teapotmonk and see what an amazing year it could turn out to be. Now, back to the podcast. By the end of the late 50s and the early 60s, liberation movements were gathering pace across Western Europe and the United States. But by the end of the decade and the beginning of the 70s, such movements had largely become disarmed. Energies dissipated, replaced and displaced by a surfeit of meditation retreats, vegan weekend escapes, personal development courses, turn on Tune in and drop out, said good old Tim Leary in 1967 to a gathering of 30,000 hippies in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. In the 70s, this shift away from actively seeking social change and new political structures metamorphosized into the cult 
of measurability, physically sculpting your body in a desperate need to experience any change against an indifferent consumer society. Bodybuilding, aerobics, hot yoga, hot pants, we all became obsessed with how we look and feel rather than who we were and where we were collectively heading. By the time we had transitioned into the 21st century, this shift had changed direction once more, moving ever further from the exterior to the interior, manifesting itself now in personal salvation, spirituality, mindfulness, and the search for the perfect app to give us a sense of balance once more. All of this completely understandable in the light of the unstoppable expansion of the economic world order, globalization, the hegemony of the marketplace, and the parallel collapse of any alternative vision from the progressive movements. The cult of individualism reigned supreme, finally breaking out on a national scale when Britons voted to go it alone and Trump promised to make America great again by building yet more walls. Tai Chi in the West had not been immune to these changes. It has, on the contrary, played its part in propping up such tendencies. Initially embraced as alternative culture, Tai Chi in the 60s and 70s promised not just personal change, but offered the potential for collective good. Its deep philosophical roots were entangled with ideas about not withdrawing from the world, but engaging with it, not retreating from the world, but actively changing it. But these, like John Travolta's paint pot in Staying Alive, were left on the sidewalk of the 70s. Politics had proven an unworthy companion, and there were better slogans to embrace these new movements. Be the change you wish to see. All change starts from within. Become who you are. If you can't stop the waves, learn to ride them. Start with yourself. It all smacked of the old arguments from the old order. The lame trickle-down economy get-out clauses that always brought tax cuts for the wealthy, but little for anyone else. So we all retreated inwards, settling for a life of achieving our own personal ends. Just do it. But movements are never constructed by talking to yourself. The suffragettes didn't retire after convincing themselves of the need for universal suffrage, nor the Black Lives Matter movement. You don't bend the knee in private. That's not the point. The point is to talk to other people. Difficult these days as society leaps consciously and enthusiastically into its own echo chamber, politics abandoning the street for an online petition. At present, Tai Chi does very little to counter this tendency. Cyclical debates on the practicality of pugilism versus the practicality of living well drives us back into the realms of individualism yet again. Styles and masters and grandmasters and schools, prowess, skill sets, internal strength, internal energy emissions, challenges, slogans, Trump's red buttons, the length of Steven Seagal's ponytail. So what can we do? Where could we go with this art other than bobbing inanely on the flotsam and jetsam of a Facebook timeline? 
Well, here's a few ideas, but don't get too excited. They're not for everyone, but maybe there's an answer there somewhere hidden in that last phrase. Maybe we shouldn't all be looking for the same answer. So here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for something perhaps more chaotic, less hierarchical, a coalition of chaos, if you like. More Chuang than Lao Tzu. I'm looking for meaning in what I practice. That's to say, meaning in locality, time zone, rather than making a pilgrimage to Wudan Mountain or the Chen village in order to find a sense of purpose. I'm looking for freedom. (laughs) Yes, not in the freedom to indulge in my own fantasies and trivial ideas about the supremacy of my Sifu, the cut of his satin suit or the explosive force of his eyebrow energy. For this is not freedom, this is servitude. Freedom is found in the absence of wanting to escape into such triviality. And I'm looking for goodness. Not in the goodness of satisfying my appetites, but the daily small steps we can all take that will affect change on a reachable and exemplary basis in our dialogue with others. Our willingness, our eagerness in fact, to let go of fixed stances, to compromise, to stay flexible, to walk in someone else's Chinese slippers for a furlong or two. I'm seeing goodness in a in a jar of Marmite and spreading it thickly on your toast, whether you want it or not. These are my answers, for there is meaning in the application of the philosophical principles that underline our arts. Not a martial or health application, but rather as a social alternative to the complacency of today's practice. So, what's yours Where do you find the purpose in what you do, the challenges in what you learn, the currents that run against this age of complacency? How do you engage with something more than your own self? How do you escape the reverb of your own thoughts? How are you able to touch and change the world around you with your art? Leave a comment on the Facebook page, the website, or on Twitter, and let's talk. That's it for now. Next month, another theme, another approach, and who knows, another person altogether. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time and attention. Got something to say? You know where to find me. Bye.